0: is the Jason Walker show
1: Good golfers.
0: that's all well, so they have time for? It. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course at least have some fun. And from across the country,
1: Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show.
0: End of the day, remember it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here, Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason
1: Walker. Happy you know? hey, Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving. Jason walker show presented by capital collision center montana state law says it is your vehicle it is your choice where you have a repair choose capital collision center coming up today in the major mortgage man cave alex eshelman joins us another edition of that's what she said and we'll be talking cats grizz Uh, the game plus the playoffs both the cats and the grizz have the weekend off which is really a good thing for for montana state there's no question about that Um we also talk turkey. What's your favorite part of Thanksgiving? You can text at uh, or tweet at Sports. You can text 406-209-1267 or call in. You can also uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen on Pond Bean Network on Sports. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com. This opening segment of the Jason Walker Show is brought to you by our good friends at Montana Custom Log Homes. This is family-owned and operated business. It's veteran-owned and operated, uh, along with women-owned, operated. Uh, There's three divisions, milled, handcrafted, and timber frame. Milled means consistent diameter from 8 inches up to 24 inches in diameter and up to 60 feet long. Handcrafted, every log scribed to fit with the next log, all corners hand-chipped to fit snugly together. And timber frame can be accent pieces such as trusses, ceiling, or wall timbers to a whole house dovetailed together with timber walls. They offer project management services. They'll stack your log package. All your builder has to do really is just to finish it out. Uh, the largest home to date, 30,000 square foot. The most interesting, I, I found this out the other day, the most interesting project that Montana Custom Log Homes has done, a non structure, two-tiered roof that spans 60 feet in diameter and built to withstand 180-mile-per-hour hurricane winds. It's currently... Captain Jack's wing house on Coco Cay for Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines in the Bahamas. It was withstood a hurricane in the Bahamas. So, Montana Custom Log Homes, visit yourcustomlog.com. All right. Um, I got a text message last night, and it was a really good question. And I'm going to bring this up to you as well. Um, no name, just says an ex-Frontier Conference fan. But the text read, what's going on with the Frontier Football Conference needs to get overhauled from top to bottom, allowing seven-year seniors to get all the accolades but restricting athletes to transfer to other Frontier schools by making them sit out a year. All right. Um, Thank you for the text. And I will say I agree. I love Kent Paulson. Things need to change up top, though. Athletic directors in the frontier, a couple of them need to be figured out. Um, the Frontier Conference, look, their awards came out yesterday. Now, the seven-year senior deal, I will say because of COVID, everybody kind of got an extra year. But when it comes to transferring in the frontier, it's a joke. And a lot of conferences have this. But you know, I was talking to a, a well-known football coach, uh, about a month ago, in the frontier, who said, look, they need to let this, this go, like at least one time to transfer, no punishment. If you transfer from Rocky to Western, you don't have to sit out a year, basketball, football, whatever the sport. And it makes sense. It's really a good idea. A lot of other conferences have waived it, NCAA, you know, and the such. So, I think this needs to happen. I think the frontier needs to um, well, the frontier needs to grow up a little bit, honestly, from the top to the bottom. I mean, look, they knew the frontier knew in what 2012 that Westminster was leaving and in basketball and volleyball. nothing done. The frontier knew that Dickinson was leaving. nothing done. Frontier knew that Elsie State was going to leave, nothing done. So now you've got these just stupid basketball and volleyball schedules. Frontier football has always been a joke. You play each other twice for the most part, which is ridiculous. And you just kill yourself when it comes to the playoffs. Because instead of getting two or three teams in, you're only going to get one because you beat the hell out of each other. So the frontier needs to look at itself and, and do a lot of changing. It really does. Um, you know, I, I maybe I'll become the commissioner. How about that? When, when Kent Paulson retires, maybe I'll become commissioner of the Frontier. And the first thing I would do is merge the Frontier with the Cascade and have one big super conference. You've already got soccer and softball and, and football playing across the board, you know, with Cascade and Frontier. So let's do it, you know, losing L.C. State hurt basketball for sure. It hurt golf. It hurt cross country. But let's get the Cascade and the Frontier together in one super conference. Have the Cascade division. Have the Frontier division. You've got travel partners. You've got non-conference games for basketball especially and volleyball. It needs to happen. The frontier needs a lot of work. There's no question. The frontier relied on its laurels a long time. You had you had Carroll, unbelievable run in football till 2012 or 2011. Um, you know, Southern Oregon had a good run for a couple of years in football. LC State basketball, Carroll basketball, Western winning a national championship on the women's side in 2019, which that's the banner that hangs there. But the frontier needs to be rejuvenated. I really think so. In a lot of different ways. And it starts on top. You know, the I mean Kent Paulson's done a fantastic job. He really has. But things need to change. The the frontier needs to be adjusted. It needs an attitude <laughs> adjustment. Frontier used to be the best. It's not anymore. It's not. I mean, you saw Western get blown out um, by Lindsey Wilson. And Montana Western was a great football team, great defense, solid offense. But the frontier just hasn't competed in the playoffs in in football as of late, the last few years. I mean, Carroll in the spring was a joke. You know, losing 55 nothing to Morningside? I mean, come on. So the Frontier just needs some work. It really does. And people can be upset with me. I've only covered it for eight years, blah, blah, blah. They've been in it for 30, blah, blah. blah. Look, I get it. But things need to evolve. Things need to change. The big Sky's done it. SEC's had to do it. You know, people used to say the NAI is the SEC of, or the Frontier is the SEC of the NAI. It's not anymore. It's really not. So the Frontier in all sports needs needs an attitude adjustment. Speaking of realignment, Jason Walker Show, we are uh, presented in part by Montana Custom Log Homes, this segment, and uh, Montana Custom Log Homes wishes everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with family and friends. Um, Love those guys. Uh, The family is fantastic. Montana Custom Log Homes. Visit yourcustomlog.com. The MHSA did some realignment. And uh, yesterday announcing that a few things are changing. Montana High School Executive Board uh, approved seven schools to different levels. Thompson Falls just won the eight-man championship over Drummond Phillipsburg will head back to Class B. All the other sports at Thompson Falls and the Bluehawks compete in Class B. Now their football team will. Denton Geyser-Stanford grass range win it, is going to stay a co-op, apparently, and move from six to eight-man. Valley Christian moving up to eight-man. Deer Lodge dropping. How about this? Deer Lodge going to drop from Class B to eight-man. Wow. Absarokita, uh, Twin Bridges, Great Falls Central dropping from 8 to 6. Uh, four divisions moving to 5 and 8-man now. You're going to have South Central and Southeastern, along with Eastern, Northern, and Western. Uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Um The board also approves submitting an annual meeting proposal for member schools to vote on adding boys' baseball as an MHSA-sanctioned sport. Look, look, I love baseball. I think baseball is the greatest sport ever, but it should not be in high schools. I mean, seriously, how how do you play it? We have enough trouble with softball in the spring. How are you going to play baseball? And I get it. I love baseball. Like I said, it's the best sport out there. But man, oh, man, come on. Terrible. So there you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Thanksgiving pre-show continues. If you'd like to weigh in, what is the best part of Thanksgiving? Is it hanging out with family and friends? Is it food? Is it napping? Was it tryptophan in the turkey? I got to smoke three turkeys tomorrow. By the way. I got my uh, booster shot in my left arm, so my arm's a little sore. Um, I didn't die, so that's good. Uh, but that tracking device is is floating somewhere in my left bicep. Um, but I have both my biceps as opposed to uh, Gage Grosswitch or whatever his name is um, out there in Kenosha. But uh, too soon? Anyway, <laughs> we'll take a break. We'll come back. That's what she said on the way. We're going to talk to Alex and get her thoughts on the Cat-Grizz game. And what else is coming up for the Cats and the Grizz, aside from the playoffs? Uh, Bobcat Volleyball, the nice showing. We'll talk to her about that at the Big Sky Championships. But uh, what to expect as both the Cats and the Grizz have the week off, getting ready for the second round of the playoffs on December 3rd and 4th that weekend. We will talk to Alex Eshelman when we return. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice, where you have it. repaired. choose Capital Collision Center. This opening segment brought to you by Montana Custom Log Homes. Check them out dot yourcustomlog.com.
2: Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it with three divisions and over 50 years experience we've got you covered from a showcase home to a small cabin we make your vision a reality because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen montana custom log homes crafting homes that last for generations
1: Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out autoconceptshelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Sometimes we try new music and it sucks. I'm not sure about this one. I don't even know what it's called. What's it called? Um, Pins and Needles. Terrible. Let's try this one. How about this one? There we go. Something more you can dance to, maybe, if you're a cheerleader. I don't know. Stand on the sideline, freezing your tail off, Washington Grizzlies Stadium. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Let's stop it. Boom. All right. Jason Walker Show presented by uh, Rutgers Furniture. This segment, make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn. Helena, we welcome in our great friend, Alex Eshelman. Okay. How are you? Well, I'm dressed
3: like I uh, am much uh, colder than I actually am right <laughs> now. I'm inside, so I apologize for the beanie and the turtleneck and the jacket, but it's fine. I've been running in and outside, so okay. excuse the look here, but...
1: Well, you look great as always, and I don't mean that. like. Great. Can I say that? Can guys say that anymore to girls? Like you look great? I mean, I, yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't, know.
3: I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on the person, but okay. I... Uh, Hey, I'll take a compliment. Anyway. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. How, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing
1: all right. It is, that's what she said. It is brought to you by uh, Dinner's Done Right. Um, Alex Eshelman joining us. I'm doing well. I just got – I went bowling today with uh, the, the wife and – I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say the wife. My wife, her mother, and her nephew. Uh, I hadn't bowled in like six years. I broke out my, my literal – I have bowling shoes. I have bowling balls. I, like, I used to be really good. Um, Wow. And uh, I was about at my average of what it was five, six years ago. So that was good.
3: I wish I could say I was a good bowler (laughs) at all. And my group of friends loves to go to the Bozeman Bowl. That was basically our winter, 2020 winter. Um, And I lost every time. And I was picked last between both the captains. And I just had to embrace it because I'm not good but i would like to get better and i don't take myself too seriously when i bowl so that's the most important part
1: exactly uh, alex Ashelman joining us here at jason walker show uh, i got kicked out of the bozeman bowl one time
3: oh no yeah. jason what happened <laughs> there
1: may have been some uh, adult beverages involved okay
3: um, normal that's yeah. what should happen when you're bowling yeah we adult. got
1: we got kicked out and uh, i've never been back since and that was 11 years ago, 10 years ago, so.
3: It happened. <laughs> I'm not the first person to be kicked out of the Bozeman Bowl. No,
1: no, and I won't be the last. Um, all right, before we talk football, I got to know, uh, favorite part of Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving is tomorrow, you, uh, you'll be uh, in Bozeman, but what is your favorite part?
3: Well, for sure my favorite part is just spending time with family. I know that's kind of a basic answer, but I feel very fortunate to have a really close family and even more fortunate for the fact that I have my aunt and uncle who happens to basically be like second parents to me. They live in Livingston, and then their two sons um, are basically brothers to me, and they live in Bozeman. So we're all going to head over there with my parents. They're flying in, and my sister and um, – have just a really fun, nice Thanksgiving together. But if we're talking food, Jason, I would definitely say, I don't know. I just love the whole thing. I just, I think I'll say mashed potatoes and gravy. You have to have that. And then dessert wise, Coach BJ Robertson and I had a very long conversation about this last year. This is really when we realized like we could be best friends. (laughs) We both agreed that apple pie over pumpkin pie any day of the week.
1: Hundred percent agree with you.
3: This yeah, is why you're the best.
1: Pumpkin pie is gross.
3: It's not gross. Oh, it's, it's just the whole pumpkin thing. I like it, but I'm not obsessed with it. Okay. You know?
1: Okay. I'll accept that. It's still disgusting.
3: <laughs>
1: See, I'm a, I'm not a fan. have
3: Cool Whip on top. Not if you just compile it. With whipped cream, there you go. That's how you do it. Well, that's
1: the way I used to be able to eat peas was I'd smash them up like mashed potatoes, cooked peas, and then smother them in A1. So that's – and carrots, same thing.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: A1 goes good on a lot of things. Maybe I'll try it on pumpkin pie. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll
3: try that. I don't know if – the whole mashed peas thing, I don't know if I could get behind that, but – or carrots, but you know it's mm-hmm. okay. Whatever floats your boat. Yep. That sounds good. A one sauce is good.
1: Yes, it is. We were talking with Alex Eschelman about a lot of things. Um, all right, let's, let's 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 get into it. Cats offense did not show up for really. It's about a month straight almost. I mean that Weber game. A lot of people said then, why 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 this this this, and they still keep doing it. And the Grizz were stacking eight and the Cats had nowhere to run, and all of a sudden they lose 29-10. You were there. Thoughts on the game?
3: Well, first of all, what an experience. That was my first Cat Grizz, and I was happy that it was in Missoula because I've heard so much hype about Washington Grizzly Stadium, and I will say it it rose to the occasion. It was everything that I expected it was going to be. It was extremely loud. It was extremely rowdy. The setting with the mountains in the background, Mount Sentinel in the background, was second to none when it comes to a college football scene. So I applaud the Grizz for creating that type of experience for people in Montana. The second thing is... Uh, You know, I've been covering the Cats all season long, and I'd be lying if I said my heart wasn't hurting at one point. (laughs) A little bit for the Cats. Um, Gosh, Montana just said to themselves, we've lost this thing four years in a row, and it's not happening this time around. It's just simply not happening. And that's exactly how it felt. As soon as the game started, they just kind of took control. And... The Cats, um, they fell short in this one. That's just plain and simple. Uh, and I think they just got to a place at one point in the game where it was halftime, and I was thinking, all right, they could very well make a comeback. This, this could be like Miracle in Missoula 2.0. It's happened mm. before. It could happen again. Um, but it just kind of seemed the same as it was in that first half coming into the second half, and then at one point, I mean, you kind of just had to face your fate in the sense, at least for the Bobcats, in that they were not going to win. So it it was definitely interesting. uh, Sad for the Bobcats, especially because I have covered them all year long. However, the Grizz earned this one. So, uh, you know, hats off to them. They they killed it.
1: Well, their defense played so well. But I think, and Mm -hmm. I brought this up Monday, Alex, is – To me, what was lost in it – and give the Grizz all the credit. They deserved – they won the game. Right. But the Cats' defense had five sacks of Cam Humphrey. They held the Grizz to five field goals. Otherwise, that – I mean, we're talking a blowout game. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the Cats' defense was overlooked and overshadowed by how well the Grizz' defense played in that game. But you got to give the Cats' defense for keeping them in it, at least, right?
3: Oh, definitely. And I think that's been one of the storylines of – various games this year. I think that the Cats defense has uh, definitely showed up uh, in times of need. However, there have been moments where the offense has done that for the defense. Mm-hmm. So in this case, in this game, uh, it was it was all Cats defense, and the offense just struggled to get it going.
1: We were talking with ABC Fox Montana sports reporter Alex Enchelman. That's what she said, Jason Walker Show. Um there was a lot on the line for both teams. And, you know, I talked about it all last week. Everybody talked about it. But there was more on the line, I think, for the Cats. And I want to say this the nice way, but they failed miserably.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I, you, you <laughs> is there a, is there a good way to, way to say that? In the room, You have to address the elephant in the room. And, yeah, they 100% came up short. And the coaches, speaking with them, Uh, throughout the past couple days they know that you know Mm. it's not like they're acting like oh whatever I mean coach vegan said it himself you can't overlook this loss you have to go back to the drawing board watch the film figure out exactly what happened in order to move forward into playoffs and they definitely came up short um and one of the greatest things about this rivalry that I have now realized because I've experienced it is that it truly does feel different than any other game this entire year by a long shot. Mm -hmm. That game was talked about from the second the Cats beat Idaho that entire week. It felt like the week leading up to Christmas when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. and when you wake up on the morning of Cat Grizz, you're you're excited like Mm -hmm. it's Christmas morning. And they definitely, I mean, there's no doubt about it. They came up short, and I don't think it was a lack of preparation. I don't think it was a lack of confidence going into the game. I just think it's the way that it turned out, and I think you could blame it on a number of things, but I don't think that I don't think it's fair to say that the Cats didn't prepare for this one, um, that they weren't confident going into this one. I think that they just came up short, and to put it simply, Montana was the better team in this one. And mm-hmm. I do think that there were a lot of online, like you said, for both teams. Uh, and I I think, yeah, it, it stinks. It stinks for Coach Vegan. It stinks for the whole uh, fan base. It stinks for the whole team, for those seniors. However... You gotta move forward and you have to think about the nine games prior, which was essentially the entire season. They they had a nine game winning streak. Right. Come on. <laughs> I mean they finished the year nine and two. You can't cry over that. Right. And and they had a first you know, they're one of the top teams, top seeds going into playoffs. So all you can do is pick up and move forward, or else you're just going to let this soil the season, and you can't you can't let that happen.
1: No, you're 100%. Do you think the Cats, in your journalistic opinion, mm-hmm. fell too far to the eight seed? They lost once to an FCS team on the road and beat two ranked teams at the time on the road.
3: Yeah, I would say so. I was a little surprised when they were... I, I definitely think that Montana would have been put above them, uh, but I don't think that they would have been eighth. I right. I think that they uh, performed too well overall this season. Um, but you know who knows what went into that went into that selection process, and especially that being the day after the Cat Grizz loss, which it wasn't a close game. I mean, it was it, twenty nine to ten loss. Right. So. Um, I, I think I think you could I think you could say that yeah they could have been a little bit of a higher seed but eighth also isn't shocking either like I said especially after that loss
1: Alex Eschelman joining us here Jason Walker show awards yesterday Troy Anderson the defensive player of the year kind of shocked me a little bit not that he didn't deserve it but what did shock me is that he was so quiet all year you never really heard of him. I mean, I don't know if he won a Player of the Week award, maybe once. Um, but to win the yeah. Defensive Player of the Year, and look at, I mean, it's Colter Nuanis of Skyline Sports talked about it, how well, I mean, he was Freshman of the Year as a running back. He was unanimous first team as a quarterback. He was outside linebacker first team. Now he's the Defensive Player of the Year middle. Is there a player like Troy Anderson out there in any league?
3: No, I don't think so. And Coach Banks t- touched on that in his press conference today. He said that this kid is so dynamic, he's going to – he's set himself up, regardless of his injury, he's set himself up purely from an athletic standpoint and, and, and a versatility standpoint to be able to fit really any role um, on an NFL team. And I think that that's kind of the question looming in, in, in people's minds at this point. Like, okay, is this guy going to be able to be a draft prospect? Is he going to get drafted? What does that look like? And I think that from a versatility standpoint and from uh, an athletic standpoint, who he is as an overall person, that comes into a- account. And I think that comes into account more than people even realize in anything. I think that he's set himself up perfectly to move on to that next level.
1: Well, it's funny because the first two years he was in college, everybody talked about he's the best NFL linebacking prospect playing quarterback or running back in a big sky conference. Um, right. The dude, I mean, he's a, he's a starter in four years at four different positions. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, the I, miss too, Jason, I miss him. I miss him already. Yeah, and he – What I find so inspiring as well is, and obviously I'm not around him day in and day out. I don't know him from a friend standpoint or anything like that. However, you know, being able to cover him, um, and being able to be around him in practice and game like situations, he never complains. Mm -hmm. I mean, being able to bop from quarterback to running back to linebacker, if that were me, I would go, geez. I'm being thrown around like a ragdoll sometimes. I don't know where I'm going to go next, what I'm going to do, where they're going to put me. He doesn't complain. He just does his job, and he does it because he loves his teammates, and he just wants to win. And he doesn't care how he's going to play a role in that. He just wants to win.
1: You know what surprised me when the the awards came out was Jace Lewis, the great linebacker from Montana, was only second Mm -hmm. team. I mean, Pat O'Connell earned it first team honors, but Jace Lewis – is a finalist for the Buchanan, along with Troy, along with Pat O'Connell. But he was only second team. That surprised me a little bit. Were there any surprises to you on the Big Sky All-Conference teams?
3: That's a good question, Jason. Um, In terms of Montana States, no. I think every guy who was named first team, I don't think I would have picked anyone else. I think that those six were definitely... Uh, The guys that I would have picked in terms of Jace Lewis, from watching Montana and especially the week leading up to Cat Grizz, you know, watching their defense and learning a little bit more and going in depth uh, prior to that rivalry game, Patrick O'Connell to me seems kind of like I would pick Patrick O'Connell, and and nothing against Jace Lewis, I think that he's fantastic, and I think he's. Also, like Troy Anderson, a great overall human being and a person that you would want to represent the Treasure State. Um, but I do think when watching tape, Patrick O'Connell just stands out. He's just a little more disruptive in the pocket. And I don't know what that is, but I, he you can see him a little bit more than you see Jace Lewis. You see Jace Lewis assisting Patrick O'Connell, I think. In certain situations, more than you see him being the main guy. Well,
1: that could be a lot of it too, Alex, of everybody's blocking for Jace,
3: mm-hmm. a- anticipating
1: yeah. Jace yeah. to be there. And, and O'Connell has such a great season. Look, the Cats and the Grizz defense, the two best defenses, I think, maybe in the nation in FCS football this year, they're both really good. Um, now they both get the bye. The Grizz is the sixth seed, some arguing that they have the tougher road to the you know championship if they get there. The Cats, the eighth seed. Um, this week off, I think maybe I'm wrong, but you can tell me, does this benefit the cats bet more or the Grizz more?
3: Oh, the cats. Okay. I think the cats, I think the Grizz are on a high right now. They just, no offense to the cats, but crushed Montana state at home, um, I think that they're riding on a wave, and maybe that'll bite them in the butt in playoffs. Who knows? Because when you're when you're confident, and you're feeling confident. You can always feel maybe a little overly confident. So who knows? We'll have to see how that plays out. But I think more than anything, the Bobcats need a minute to regroup. And I think it's really interesting, Jason, because throughout our time of talking on this podcast, we would talk about Montana, and at the half the halfway point in their year, they were banged up, mm-hmm. they were injured, and We were going, are they going to be able to recover in time for Cat Grizz? I think that they're playing their best football right now, and I'm not saying that the Cats aren't. I just think that maybe injuries are starting to set in a little bit for the Cats. Maybe they're getting a little tired. Who knows? You know, and everybody's tired at this point, but I think that Montana State needs a minute to regroup, to really just take a step back and take a breather because they've – they were riding a winning streak in a wave for so long. You kind of almost go with a first-year head coach, with a first-year coaching staff, a new OC, new DC, you wonder, you're like, it's it's almost bound for something to happen. And right. maybe that was that Cat Grizz loss, and maybe they just need a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yep. No,
1: I think that's good. I mean, teams talk about that all the time, or, or uh, we do talk about it all the time. Like when a team is on a roll – they lose going into you know a conference tournament, going into March Madness, or the last game before you know, the playoff, whatever it is. Sometimes that benefits, and maybe we'll see if that helps the Cats. Um, I got a quote on Facebook from a, a guy that listens all the time, Howard, talking about Troy Anderson, blue-collar, mm-hmm. lunch-pail mentality. And I think that describes Troy and Jace Lewis, and maybe Patrick O'Connell too, but definitely Troy to a T. I
3: couldn't agree more. I think... I think you don't even have to know him as a person and know him personally and closely to know that he is one of the most stand-up human beings, not just in the state of Montana, but all that there is. I mean, he's a finalist for the academic Heisman. He is Big Sky's defensive player of the year, Probably most likely going to the NFL, getting a shot to play in the pros. And meanwhile, he never talks about himself. He always loves talking about his teammates more. He never complains. I mean, you just can't say enough good things about him, and... It's cool. It's cool to see that, and it's really the definition of what it means to be a Montanan. He's from a small town in Dillon, <laughs> and I think it's so interesting in today's day and age, um, especially growing up, and I loved growing up in Sacramento, California, but it is very, very competitive there and very, very competitive in California, and I think uh, and I think that kids can get so caught up in um, – you know, having to set yourself up perfectly to be the next Tom Brady. And you see a guy like Troy Anderson setting the example, and he's from Dillon, Montana. And he's got the right mindset and the right priorities. Um, so just as an overall person, 10 out of 10.
1: Yep. And I could say the same thing about Jace, knowing him since high school in Townsend, which is smaller than Dillon. Um but, yeah, I mean, two unbel- I mean, you have the two best players in the big sky, possibly, arguably, that are from two small towns in the state, which says a lot about the state of Montana. I mean, everybody talks about Ohio and Florida and Texas. Montana high school football, in my eyes, is right up there as well.
3: I think so, too. And I think that, you know, going back to what I was saying about growing up in California, you don't have to be from – the best of the best high school or you don't have to go to the best of the best college to be somebody and to have the right values and to set yourself up for success. And I think that Montanans do such a great job of instilling, and Troy's even touched on this in his interviews, he hasn't talked once about, you know, his hopes and dreams of going to the pros. He just has said, I just like playing football. I like Going out there, playing with my guys, it's wholesome, and it's like it's salt-of-the-earth people that have their priorities straight in life. It's not about trying to be the next Tom Brady. It's about what the game teaches you and what athletics gives you in life as a person, and, and this state does a good job of instilling that in their kids, and you can see that with Troy and Jace. Well,
1: here's what I want. I want the Dallas Cowboys to have Troy Anderson and Jace Lewis uh, anchoring their linebacking core for the next ten years.
3: Let's go! <laughs> I'm I a Cowboys guy. Perry Jones, up.
1: Yeah, you get right on that. You you have all the friends and all the connections. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I
3: have a couple friends <laughs> on the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Maybe. Whoa, have, whoa! Whoa! They
2: whoa, have whoa, an whoa. In. whoa! 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 Whoa!
3: Whoa!
1: That's the best cheerleading crew of all time.
3: Oh, I couldn't agree more. Oh. I, I couldn't have made a, really any pro team probably just because I was more a gymnast cheerleader route. But in my opinion, and this is no offense to any of the other pro team, pro cheer teams, but it's Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and nothing. Like you go that route, you go for the gold. Everything else is secondary oh. to Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. It's just the truth.
1: I knew a, a girl from um, Montana. I think she was from Ebzorke, and she was a cheerleader for the Raiders back in the late 80s, early 90s.
2: Oh. There's a girl from
1: Bozeman. Um, she's from CMR in Great Falls, but she went to school at MSU. She used to dance for Portland Trailblazers, Sacramento Kings. Piper. Piper yeah, Pepper Pepper Park. You know Pepper? Yes. Yes. I love Pepper.
3: I judged a Gallatin High School cheer tryouts with her. So okay. we we hit it off right off the bat. I love tearing about her yep. cheerleading career. Oh, she's, she's fantastic.
1: fantastic.
3: Fantastic.
1: Yes. My all time favorite um dancer.
3: Yeah, yeah, she kills it. And she oh. still does. She hosts classes and um I have yet to go to a class, but I am hoping to at one point. <laughs>
1: All right, um, let's talk about volleyball for a second. Montana State, just so close to playing for that Big Sky Championship. Um, Daniel Jones has a really good uh, volleyball team down there in Bozeman.
3: He does, Jason. And I, my favorite thing about Coach Jones is that you can feel the passion that he has for coaching w- women. And not just on the court but giving them that confidence off the court to go out and do whatever they want to do in life. And that empowers me as a female journalist, just listening to him talk and listening to his passion that he gives to the women on his team. Um, And, yeah, it was tough. They came came close, and I think that was the storyline of their entire season. Yeah. It was kind of back and forth all over the place. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was a good season for sure. But it was hard, I think, for them to find some consistency uh, in terms of getting those close wins at the very end of certain matches. But... The culture set. I think the culture set. I think yeah. Coach Jones is getting the type of girls and the type of team that he really wants, and it's and it's going in a positive direction. I just think he needs to keep moving forward. Oh, you know, little hair flipping. You doing. know, whatever. <laughs> keep moving forward. Keep recruiting the types of women that he is. Um, and shout out to JoJo Radick, man, awesome. Bozeman native, freshman uh, freshman player of the year for the Big Sky, and boy, she has stepped up to the plate when it comes to just contributing up front and up at the net, and she is so fun to watch.
1: Alex Eshelman, our guest here, Jason Walker, show a couple final ones for you. Um, We're going to talk a lot about football, obviously, next Wednesday here on the show. Um, Basketball still continues. The Lady Grizz quietly, in Brian Holsinger's first year, great wins on the road over teams that have beaten Montana State women, um, in the same environment. So uh, Lady Grizz playing quietly good basketball right now.
3: They are. They are. And I think that the Cats are having a little bit of a, w- Women are having a little bit of a stro- slow start here. Um, but there's a lot of basketball <laughs> to play. You know, it's better to get these. It's better to work the kinks out now and figure out what you want your identity to be come conference season you got to be ready to go so it's yep. better to have a slow start now and the lady grizz hats off to them however like i just said it is a, it, it's the start of the season so anything can happen when you get to conference play
1: well there's two players i think of for both one uh, each team sammy fatkin back for the lady grizz after well she's an arizona girl But missed last year after leaving the team. But then um, she's back and and killing it. And then Darian White, how good is she for the the Bobcat women? Um, Those two—that's going to be a great battle for the next uh, this year. Watching those two go at it.
3: Oh yeah, it is. And watching Darian, she is sassy, and (laughs) it's fun to watch her get a little hyped up and competitive. because she whips it out, and when she's in game mode, it's so fun to watch. And I, every time I watch her, I'm like, oh, I wish I could be as cool as Will. <laughs> I was never like playing volleyball, Jason, the ball would be coming at my head, and I'm like, whoa, close one. Wow. Oh, jeez. Did anyone see that? Like, I almost got hit in the head <laughs> with the volleyball. Yeah, no. I was not. There was a reason why I was doing backflips in the air. I'd do a backflip in the air and uh, shake the pom-poms a little bit, do go. do some dances.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to ask you this. Go back to football real quick. To Lolo Lemu-Jones, Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. I'm sure you saw his comments about the, the Grizz didn't deserve... A seed. And Eastern Washington, if they beat Northern Iowa this week, will play at Montana next week. Thoughts?
3: I don't know if you can say that they didn't deserve a seed.
1: Eastern Washington well, I... beat them. I'm just saying. That's what he said, though. I mean, I'm just...
3: Oh, yeah. No, I, I and I respect his opinion. I don't think it's totally uh, out of the blue. I think that there's some... Um, I think there's some uh, some logic behind that, but I wouldn't say that they didn't deserve a seat. What okay. do you think?
1: No, I agree. They should have been a seat. I, I, would I flipped them? Yeah, I would have put the Cats. Well, I don't know. The Cats might have an easier route. I don't know. We'll see. But how about this? It, we'll talk about this next week. If Missouri State wins, Bobby Petrino's coming home to Montana to I coach know. against the Cats. And Paul just lost his job at Idaho. Um, Rob Fantasy lost his job at Idaho State. The coaching carousel's on the move but I can't wait for next week. I do have to ask you this. Um, I have to find it. Hold on. The uh, Okay, Billboard, uh, Billboard Music Charts just released its top ten greatest bands of all time, or greatest all-time artists. You ready for this? All right, yeah. Okay, The Beatles, number one. Okay. Mm. Madonna's number two.
3: Okay.
1: Elton John, Elvis Presley, Mariah Carey, your top five.
3: Mariah Carey? Yeah. No offense to Mariah Carey. I think she's amazing, but I don't know if I, she would not be in my top five. Would Over you, Beyonce?
1: Beyonce's not even in the top ten. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: okay, something's <laughs> okay, okay. wrong. Here's, your, here's your six. really, really wrong.
1: No. Here's six through ten in order. Stevie Wonder's number six. Janet Jackson, number seven.
3: Mariah Carey above Stevie Wonder? Okay, keep going.
1: Michael Jackson, number eight, behind Janet. And then Whitney Houston, nine, and Rihanna is ten.
3: See, I saw people really upset about this, and to be honest with you, I kind of overlooked it. I just glanced at it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Now that you're reading this off to me, I'm thoroughly annoyed. (laughs) There's so much wrong with that top ten, and I'm not going to sit here and say I have so many other friends that are m- music enthusiasts and are very into this type of stuff. Unfortunately, I I'm not I'm not the best when it comes to uh, my my musical knowledge, but I will say that there's so, there's ro- something wrong with that list. Like, well, how, how, do wrong, have,
1: how do you not have Garth in there?
3: In Michael, M- Michael, Michael's Jackson number eight. Janet?
1: Yes, Michael's number eight.
3: No, no, there's things wrong with this. I there's might put Michael wrong.
1: in in the top two.
3: Yeah, and and Madonna's right up there with like Madonna and Michael Jackson. To me, are like you're like tied, but Madonna, sh- I, in my opinion, should be behind Michael Jackson.
1: Yes, but, uh, yes, I I completely agree with that. Um, all right,
3: problems. Problem area <laughs> for their, them, yeah.
1: All right. Did you see, um, I'm not sure if you saw what I sent you, the beanies because you're yes, wearing a beanie. Yes,
3: I saw it, and I literally logged on this, and I go, oh, my God, Jason's <laughs> going to give me crap for this.
1: Uh, how I think I look in a beanie, and how, which is Alex Eshelman, and then how I actually look in a beanie, and it's um, what's it? William H. Macy.
3: Stop. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is – the beanie, I've told you this, the beanie is the definition of not wanting to do your hair.
1: True, true, true. There you go. All right. Uh, I got a comment. Neil Diamond ahead of Maria, uh, Mariah, uh, Mariah Carey. No? Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't – I don't love Mariah Carey. That's my personal. But if I'm taking my personal opinion out of it, I think she's amazing. But, and and especially old Mariah Carey.
1: Yes. Early 90s Mariah. Not
3: old Mariah Carey and obviously her Christmas song. Oh, now you lost me. Well, it is. I mean, it's not my personal favorite. I'm more of like a Frank Sinatra, you know, a Nat King, like old, old Christmas music. And Michael Bublé, you can throw him in there too. He's newer, but obviously mm, but that works. But that works. Classic Christmas, Christmas music. That that Christmas song though, that's like everyone's favorite. That's like the that's like the commercial Christmas song. Mm,
1: okay. All right. Um, I got nothing else. I've kept you for a long time. Are you working today, or you just? can't?
3: I am. Yep, I'm okay. getting stuff done ahead of time so I can kind of have a. a uh, definitely a Saturday-Sunday with my family. Okay. So I'm going to get my Friday stuff done. Then I go up to Big Sky tomorrow morning for opening day, which I'm very excited to go see all the skiers uh, and snowboarders okay. shredded up. Yep. Um, and that will be for Saturday. So okay. there you go. Oh,
1: you doing a story tomorrow?
3: Yeah, just a little, you okay. know, it's a little, opening week. little and vosot. You know, how excited is everyone? And okay. it's nothing too serious.
1: Uh, See, I know my my terms. Package, Vosat. Yep. Yep.
3: Yeah, you do. Uh,
1: Howard said Frank rocks. i got to ask you, Frank or Dean?
3: Ooh, Frank.
1: Okay. No? No, I'm a Dean guy. I love Dean. Dean just had more swagger. Like, just...
3: Yeah, I'm not going to deny that, but New York, New York, like... mm.
1: Overplayed. I'm not a. I'm not a Yankee guy. No, yet.
3: that's one of the best songs. <laughs> that, you know what else is there? There's so many songs of uh, his.
1: That's amore.
3: Yeah, that one.
1: Mayan there's are made so of this? many.
3: There's so oh. many. I need like this is see, this is where I this is where I mess up. Like I know all of the songs. I listen to them all the time, but I don't know. The, I half the time okay. I don't know the titles. I yeah. No, no. Okay. But I love Frank Sinatra. I will say that. I
1: like Frank. I will say, he's got his own channel, Dean doesn't on SiriusXM, but Dean's the best.
3: Dean is great. Nat King Cole is also great. I do like
1: me some Nat King Cole. I do like me. Um, You can't go wrong. I can't wait to talk Christmas songs. By the way, um, movies, real quick, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Christmas movies, yay or nay?
3: Nay. Hey, okay. Really? We're going to go with those movies? Well, like, yeah, that's what everybody says. Not it's a wonderful life. Well, no, I mean,
1: no, 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 no. Polar Those are. Polar Express is okay.
3: I'm I not mean, a Grinch
1: guy. I can't wait. Alone. Okay, we're going to talk. No. We're going to talk Christmas movies in December. Okay,
3: yeah, we're getting ahead of our okay. – we're, we're acting like Target and Walmart <laughs> and all of the corporations out there that start putting their Christmas stuff out. Before like Halloween. Halloween. Okay, Calm down.
1: Okay. Two, two movies that are not Christmas movies. Ready for this? Nightmare Before Christmas.
3: Okay.
1: And Miracle on 34th Street. Because it's a Thanksgiving movie, they're talking about the Thanksgiving Day Parade.
3: I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. Nightmare Before Christmas? Is that – um Tim what, who Who, who uh, produced that movie? Who Tim Burton.
1: That?
3: Yeah, no, I don't – no, 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 no. I don't <laughs> like Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. It's weird. No.
1: No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay.
3: But then again, I love Coraline, and no one – like, people think I'm a freak because I like Coraline. I loved Coraline so much that I wanted to be Coraline for Halloween in fourth grade. I was too sick to wear the costume because mm. I got sick that year and couldn't wear it. But I love Coraline, okay. so I don't know.
1: Man, we're going to have fun in December. <laughs>
3: hey,
1: enjoy not covering football this weekend. Thank um you. Have and fun thank you at Big Sky. Enjoy
3: Thanksgiving with your family. Yes, you it too. Always, I'm very thankful to be on your show every week. It's very fun, and it's definitely been a highlight of my football season. So, Well, thank
1: you. I can't wait for basketball, which starts next week,
3: believe it or not. Yes, it's crazy. very excited to talk basketball. Yes. It's about time. It's getting a little too cold outside. I'm ready to sit inside. There you go. Yeah.
1: You can't wear your beanie inside all the time, though.
3: I know. going to be an issue. All right. Alex,
1: have yourself a wonderful Thanksgiving. Say hi to the family. I, I can't wait to meet them someday. I will. Um,
3: yes, maybe at a football game.
1: Maybe. Uh, I will be coming December 4th. I am coming to the playoff game.
3: Okay, great. I'll see you there. So then. I will
1: be there for that. As long awesome. as I don't get sick. but
3: Awesome. Hey, okay. Have a great well, Thanksgiving.
1: Safe travels to Big Sky and back, and uh, we'll talk next week.
3: Thanks, Jason. Always a pleasure to be on your show. Have a happy Thanksgiving.
1: You as well. That is Alex Eshelman joining us here, Jason Walker Show, presented by uh, Dinner's Done Right. That's what she said, and she is the best. There's nobody better than Alex. She is fantastic. Uh, went a little long. We'll talk, um, well, Thanksgiving next when we come back. Hang on. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com.
0: I don't know why we're playing
1: Christmas music right now, but I will um, stop it. Can we find something else? It's not Christmas yet. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. How about this one? That's up okay. Jason Walker show back final segment on a uh, Wednesday. Thanks to Alex Escherman. How she's so sm- I mean she's awesome and just fun and yeah. Can't wait to have her back next week. All year we're gonna have her on all year. All right. Um, we're off tomorrow, obviously Friday as well. Monday we'll be back. We'll talk playoffs as well as uh, we'll find out who the cats and grizz will play. Uh, let's see here. We got Carol Women are ranked 6th in the country and at playing playing at number 4th ranked and defending runners up Thomas Moore today in Kentucky and there's absolutely zero radio coverage. Cuz apparently non-conference games don't matter. Like okay. Um, Oh, congratulations, by the way. Paige Barch of Capital, the freshman of the year in the uh, volleyball in the Mountain West. That's awesome. Congratulations, Paige. Let's see here. is leading Carol, by the way, thirty three, thirty two at the half. That's in Kentucky, and it's not on your radio. Just saying. All right, let's do... Um, on this day in history, it is brought to you by Mountain Nutrition. Mountain Nutrition uh, between BMC and Auto Concepts in, uh, in Helena. And they will be closed tomorrow, but open... 6 to 2 at 3222 Centennial Drive on Friday, and then 8 to 4 Friday at Stacks in East Helena as well, a little pop-up location, which is really cool. So you can stop in and uh, and check that out. All right, today is November the 24th. It is uh, Taiwan On Day, <laughs> uh, Sardines Day, and National Jukebox Day. Um. On this day, 1938, National Semi-Pro Basketball Congress authorized the Yellow Basketball. How about that? 1951, Grey Cup. Ottawa Rough Riders claimed the fourth championship with a win over Saskatchewan. The Ottawa Rough Riders, with two words, beat the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, one word. 1953, Walter Alston of the Dodgers signs a one-year deal to be the manager for 1954. He would then sign 23 one-year agreements until 1976. Uh, 1956, Grey Cup. Edmonton goes three in a row, beating Montreal for the third straight year. 1960, Wilt Chamberlain of Philadelphia at the time, an NBA record 55 rebounds. 1971 on this date, uh, American Dan Cooper hijacked the plane. $200,000 ransom, jumped out of that plane, has never been seen again. Except in, uh, was it up the creek? Without a paddle. That was the name of the movie, without a paddle. (laughs) 1977 Miami Dolphins quarterback Bob Greasy, six touchdowns and a win. 1985 Grey Cup, BC Lions defeat the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And it was the final CFL game played with a 25-yard long end zone. Uh, Oscar Robertson, the Big O, born on this date in 1938. Ted Bundy, born on this date in 1946. Lee Harvey Oswald died on this date in 1963. And on this date in 2005, Mr. Miyagi passed away. Pat Morita, Noriuki Pat Morita. Happy days, Karani Kid, died of kidney failure at the age of 73.
0: At the end of the show, what
1: did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk off. Fun, great fun. Hope you have a fabulous Thanksgiving. Wherever you spend it tomorrow, um, with family, friends, by yourself, who, who knows. Hope you have a good one. Uh, big thanks to Alex Eschelman joining us, Katie Lynn Krause this week as well, Miss Rodeo Montana. She will be off to uh, Vegas in a couple of days for Miss Rodeo America. So good luck to her. Um, It's been a fun week. Tomorrow off, Friday off, back Monday with your auto contest performance of the week. We will talk playoff uh, football. Like I said, we'll know who the Cats and the Grizz play after Saturday night when it is all said and done. Um, Have fun today. Be careful this weekend, okay? But have fun. Take care of yourself, take care of a loved one, um, and just love one another. How's that? Hope you have a great Thanksgiving. We have fabulous sponsors, we have fabulous listeners, and we appreciate each and every one of you. And we'll do it again next week. Jason Walker Show is presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you Monday here. Jason Walker Show. Go to JasonWalkerShow.com anytime or anywhere. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good weekend.